Well, what is up? Welcome back to the Tour 12 podcast. And when he says welcome back. I meant it. He says he means welcome back. Like literally welcome back. <laughs> We're we back, baby. <laughs> We've been in a rut, man. Like a hole, not deer rut, like in a busy rut. Yeah. And we had to prioritize what really paid the bills. Hmm. <laughs> Which knocked out something that didn't pay the bills. <laughs> Two things, really. Music and the podcast here lately for yeah. me has been on the back burner. But we're back today because we got B out of the woods and off the water. I say that. I've probably been more new this yeah, year. Yeah, I, mean, I ain't. I've been, I've been two times in Arkansas. I've sat in a tree two times. <laughs> They've been two good times, though. Uh, right? I can't complain. I mean, I can complain. It didn't. Don't complain yet. We'll get, yeah, into, we'll we'll get, get into it. We'll get into that. On the positive side of things, it is a great time of year, and we're not going to take an opportunity to miss that the Razorbacks have won another SEC game. I know. We're, what, 3-1? Yes. Should be. <laughs> In my mind, we're 3-1. and one. I agree. We should have beat Auburn. That should have been our game. We did beat Auburn. We beat them. Fair um, and square. Everybody knows it. On the record, it should show that. If you don't, you should go back and watch it. <laughs> it was bad. It's been all over. Um, I mean, ESPN, everybody's covered it. So it's not just like we're homers saying we got messed over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Normally, we would be homers to them we got messed over. But this it was, was actually not. pretty legit that we got messed over. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard it all ties back to the official SEC headquarters here in Alabama. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I heard a long spill on that the other day. That's the reason why they get so much love. The Auburn, serious, all, conspiracy yeah. theorists yeah. come back, come yeah. back, come out. Oh, they all come out of the woods because mm-hmm. we, we're <laughs> fighting for a win, period. And then to have one taken away. But anyway, we come back and we're two and two officially. Mm-hmm. Beat Mississippi State. Beat and old Lane Kiffin. Then beat old Lane Kiffin. That felt good. <laughs> It's been pretty amazing to watch. Though. I know from last year, or really the last what? How long was Chad with us? Not long. Three years. For three really? years, two or three years, it was just ridiculous. It was bad. And, and I know most of our listening audience could care less about the Razorbacks. Yeah, well, but, hey, but man, it's all we got. But we are gloating in our <laughs> one, yeah, two yeah. weeks of wins. <laughs> I've literally, I actually went and listened to some old Miss. Uh, radio shows and podcasts just to see what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? Oh, it was entertaining. I mean, they didn't really give us a whole lot of love. It was all they lost the game themselves, and they pretty much did. But there was there was some red team guys on the other side of the ball that caused a lot of it. Yeah. But, I mean, but you're not going to win an SEC game with seven turnovers in one game. Right. Yeah, but what caused them turnovers? <laughs> Walk-ons. Exactly. <laughs> Walk-ons. boys was covered up and <laughs> down the field. It's, it's designated as the no-fly zone now. Mm-hmm. Which, really, you think about it, two Mississippi State and Ole Miss, two of the highest-powered offenses in the country. They shut them down. shut down. Mm-hmm. So, I ain't anyway. got super excited in a football or Razorback football game in a long time. But I jumped out of my chair when that when that freaking linebacker caught that interception really? and running in the end zone right there. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't <laughs> happened in probably five years. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. I like old Pittman though; he's doing a good job. Yeah, I like the turnaround they've had in a short time. Nobody, he, I don't think anybody expected what they've seen this year. No. It would be an interesting podcast with old Sam Pittman. Definitely on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Wow. I did not. That's the biggest turnaround I've seen ever. Yeah. We'll just shoot him a text, Heath, and yeah. get him on next yeah. week. You know I got his contact, <laughs> and he'll jump right on it, I'm sure, to get on the Tour 12 podcast. <laughs> but he would be an interesting conversation just to talk about 
changing the culture in a hurry. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really would. I mean, from a business standpoint, he's went in there and, and surrounded himself with some amazing people, and they completely changed the whole culture of the mm-hmm. operation there. So, anyway, I guess we can stop talking about that. On another positive note, it's a really good time to be hunting. Yes, kind of October the twenty first, and it is just about to get cranking fired up. Off. Um, B, you always talk about a lot of deer start dying about this time of year, right mm-hmm. here around Halloween. What's From your- October 23rd until pretty much through about the 10th of November, it is not good to be a deer. <laughs> 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 well, my deer are still uh, surviving the game so far. It's been a game for sure, cat and mouse, but... Right now, unless I start hunting at night, I'm not killing any big bucks. <laughs> you better not do that. I'm not doing that, but I am just saying they are still pretty nocturnal. But and that's typical. Oh, yeah. I it mean, is. it usually, usually, you know, that early season deal, you got the first week of the season kind of to maybe get on one that's still on a summer feeding pattern type deal. and Right. Um, before food sources, sources start changing and, you know, they – they're basically their testosterone level starts rising. They start doing different things. Bachelor groups of bucks start breaking up. They start moving around and shifting and not moving during the daytime as much through that, you know, 5th of October through about the 20, you know, early 20s of October's when they'll kind of yeah. usually start seeing them. So are It'll you gradually a, build. Are you a hardcore believer in the old term October lull? I don't think it's a lull as far as I think they just aren't moving as far and they're not, they're, they're just shifting They're They're, you know, you got a lot of acorns on the ground. That's what I was going to say. They make them start falling. You got, you know, you'll have some cool snaps, but then it's going to warm back up. And I just think those deer are going through, they're going through a shift. They're, they're, they're shifting from feeding patterns, summertime stuff to their fall. You know, testosterone levels rising, um, but those bigger bucks seem to tighten up. They just don't move around as much right. at that time. My I'm not bi- saying you can't kill them then, because you dang obviously sure can. people do, yeah. yeah. But I, you just don't see as much daytime activity you unless know, you're really tight to bedding. Uh, that's what you I was know, about to say. Unless you're really dialed in on a deer and, and know you know where down. he's living. Yeah, then you get in on him and, and, and get, you know, have a good chance at him. But yeah, I'm there. The only problem is where mine's bedding ain't on me. <laughs> so and I'm having to draw him in, Cody, from far what, and wide. You know, Pull right. deer from your neighbor's property. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm having to do. <laughs> oh, Lord, uh, that's funny. That's a true story. It is a true. And story. it's actually working just at night. <laughs> yeah, he just ain't getting there quick enough. But, you know, even on, on my place, it's been all year for the most part. I've got thousands of pictures of three of the target bucks that I'm after, and I've only got one or two daylight pictures. But that, all, all I year. mean, that goes hand in hand with a mature buck, though. I mean, those deer right. are just different animals. They just don't do the same thing that a three-and-a-half-year-old buck's going to do. Yeah. You get a four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half, six-and-a-half-year-old buck deer, he, just, he didn't get that old yeah. walking around in the daytime. Yeah. They just don't, and yeah. they do stuff different. Yeah. Well, that deer's coming from somewhere completely different than any other deer on your farm's coming from. That biggest deer, mm-hmm. you know, they're just solitary type animals. A lot of times, he didn't even really bachelor up with any other bucks this summer either. 
I yeah. mean, all those pictures you've got of him. Well, I got a few with that big crab claw tin with him in I, August. Yeah. But yeah. that was, I mean, after that, it was pretty you know. much his on his own. Yeah. And then when I seen the other one, he was on his own, too. Mm-hmm. So. And they tend to do that. Yeah. When so they get that uh, especially around here. But in saying all that, I mean, so far we've had a pretty good year. I mean, I, I can think of years back in the past where we didn't have a whole lot killed till November. Mm-hmm. And we started stressing a little bit as far as TV show stuff goes. <laughs> There's a little pressure there because you got to produce so many shows. But we've had some pretty good encounters this year. Yeah, we'll and, go ahead and get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, where it's, that's where it's going. Don't beat around the bush. The, I've had the best worst year I've ever had. <laughs> so you've had two sits in Arkansas. Yep. You, you want to walk us through those? Do we want to start with Arkansas or do we want to start before that? Let's oh, go yeah, back to Can- Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we started in Kentucky the 1st of September. Well, I think it came in on the 5th, something like that. Covington and I went. Yeah. Went up to North Fork Outfitters. Our buddies up there that let us come up and hunt. They don't do a ton of – they do one early season. They let us come up there early season. There was another couple guys that were up there also at the same time. They hunt that first week or so of the season, and then they don't hunt anymore until their muzzleload season, I think, comes yeah. in or something like that. Um, what was the temps like when you were there? It was it was good. I mean, it was getting in the 80s during the day, but, I mean, that's not early season, early September. Those deer are used to that. I mean, yeah. it was a little hot on us at times, but, I mean, heck, it was getting down getting down in the 50s at night yeah. a couple nights, so it wasn't – wasn't bad. You I mean, the deer were moving. You hunting timber or strips of hunting timber out. and food plots? Yeah, strips of timber, edges of bean fields a lot. I mean, those they've got a lot of beans there. And I mean, it's mountainous country in northern Kentucky where we're hunting. Um, but in those bottoms, it's all bean fields a lot of it. Right. Some of it wasn't. Some of it, you know, was pasture ground and, you know, ridges and stuff like that. But mostly what we were hunting at that time of year was deer that we could you know, glass in the beans and, and make a move on right. type deal set up on. Um, so you're seeing a lot some of feed. I mean, we were feeding too. Uh, baiting's legal there. So we, we were putting out some big, uh, big and J and stuff. And right. Like Cleed, he was hunting back in the woods on a, on a feed deal. I had some couple of really good bucks coming into his deal. He scouted up there too. And yeah, mm-hmm. he went up a couple of weeks before, hung some stands, watched some bean fields at night, kind of picking some deer to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Which helped a lot. It's just, it's a long ways for both of us. I mean, it's eight hours for him and 10 for us right. to get there. Um, but man, they got the deer. They got some big deer too. Yeah. So we hunted, Covington and I hunted one farm a couple of days and pretty much just hunting afternoons. The morning deal, you can't really get in. Those deer are in those fields in the morning, so it's really hard to get in there to them. In the morning to hunt, you're just going to blow everything out. So mm-hmm. we were mainly just hunting afternoons. And uh, hunted the area and didn't saw a few deer. The target bucks that we were hunting had kind of gone nocturnal. They were coming in at night and late at night, like middle of the night. So they'd kind of shifted their pattern a little bit. So we made a move to a bean field that a big 10-point and a 9-point were coming to. And uh, shoot, man, first night. He showed up. He showed up. He's a dandy too. Yeah, hundred fifty inch top ten point. Um, 
I mean, he was just, I mean, he come out, and I mean, it was there was some other bucks in the field, and that nine point was in the field. That nine point was thirty yards from us when the big buck come out, and I was trying fixing to probably shoot the nine point, and then this deer steps out, and I'm like, oh, ooh, ooh. He's a little different <laughs> caliber, that's a different deer. That's a different kind of deer there. <laughs> And uh, he did. He worked his way right to us, and he was about forty yards, is what he was in the beans there. And we we'd thrown out some feed right there too, just to kind of suck them to that end. Right. It's a pretty good sized bean field, and just to kind of suck them down to that end of the field. That way, we had deer on that end of the field when those bucks were coming out. They'd right. see those other deer down there, and they'd tend to drift that way. And he did. Um, probably looking back, I wouldn't have put. What feed we did have, I wouldn't have put it at 40 yards. I'd have probably just stuck it about 20, 25 20. at the furthest. I didn't personally do it, so uh, Cameron and then had gone down there and did it for us while we were in a tree the night before. And, uh, but yeah, he, he hung, had faith in you. Yeah, he hung up on that end of it at 40 yards and he sat there for a while. But I mean, I've been shooting. Right. I mean, I've, I've, I had no problems with that shot at all. I right. mean, I was 100% confident in it and uh, drew back on him, settled in, and squeezed it off, and it just didn't work out. I kind of aimed a little bit low because he was at 40. I figured the deer dropped just a little bit, and I mean, right. most of them do. This deer never moved in Lussell. Hmm. I hit him. Uh, it was weird. I, I thought I shot him right in the heart. I mean, he jumped, kicked, took off in the beans, and ran out there and just stood there yeah. stood there stood there nothing i was looking through the binoculars no blood on him anywhere like what happened finally he even fed come back to us came about halfway back to us and then just slipped in the woods there and i just could not figure out what in the world had happened and uh we went back and watched it slowed it down and sure enough i hit just right above the elbow of that deer just right in the pocket just a little bit just a little bit left the way he was facing. I mean, I'm talking about an inch, maybe. Yeah. And that arrow, when it hit, and the way he was moving, it shot straight down out of the bottom, basically, of his elbow, and it never got in the body cavity just at all. ricocheted off that bone. Mm -hmm. mm. And, I mean, I'm shooting a heavy fixed-blade broadhead arrow. I mean, I'm shooting an arrow that should punch through stuff. Right. Um, you know, five over 500 grains and lot of weight up front and it just one of them freak deals man this didn't work out i mean i the arrow hit exactly where i was aiming yeah. i just figured he would drop a little bit and had he dropped two inches it had been punched perfect. him right in the heart yeah but he never made a move and it didn't work out so <laughs> i seen the <laughs> here we are i was like oh man because that's like the worst feeling ever. You watch it in real time, and it looks like a heart yeah. shot. Yeah. I mean, everybody I've showed it to is like, oh, my God, you just punched him. Uh -uh. Yeah. It was not. It was not. Mm, and I knew something wasn't right whenever he ran out there and stopped. You know, I kept thinking he was fixing to tip over, and he just never did. And then you seen him the next night or yeah, something. Yeah, we filmed him the next night in the same bean field. He come out on the other end of the bean field, and we filmed him feeding in He's the bean field. He's out there doing calisthenics. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> he wasn't even hard and limping. <laughs> he had a little bit of limp when he yeah, trotted off. That was it. He was a dandy boy. Yeah, too, he was man. good. One. He was a real good one. So that's kind of how it started. And then we got back. Arkansas opened uh, like the 24th or 
something like that, 24, 26, somewhere in there right. of September. And uh, had a pretty decent buck, 11 point, uh, on, in the same spot that I killed that hurricane buck and that Zeus buck. Yeah. Um, it's just a good early season spot right there on the edge of some bedding cover. And went in there the first time I got the wind right. And sure enough, I got in the tree pretty dang early, like four. Yeah. Or 4.15, something like that. That's when it's still getting dark pretty late. Yeah. So I'm getting everything set up, get my camera set up first, and then I'm, you know, working, getting my GoPro set up, and I hear something, and I look down, and there's a spike standing there, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And it's like 4.30 in the afternoon. Right. And then uh, I looked over a little bit further to my left, and there's there's my buck. He's standing at 15 yards from my tree. I don't have (laughs) an arrow out. I don't have my release out. I don't have anything ready. I just grab the camera and start filming. He works his way, and he comes into the BB squared. And uh, he's just in that spot, you know, so I kind of get the camera set there and let it run. And I'm digging my release out of my backpack. I get an arrow out of my quiver and get it loaded up. And, I mean, he's not – he's just – Never knew. Quartered away. He's quartered away pretty good, but not not too much, you know. I get settled in, draw back, set the pin on him, um, shot, and – I hit a little bit high and a little bit forward, and it, the way he was quartered away, it ended up being top of the shoulder, kind of. Yeah. I didn't get a whole lot of penetration. Um, I was trying to stick it tight behind the shoulder and probably should have backed up. You know, th- that one was on me. I mean, I should have aimed back of the rib cage and just sent it all the way up through him. Yeah. But I was trying. I mean, he was at 15 yards. I was trying to just really stick it right in there tight and it just I was, I was a little bit high a little bit a little bit way he was quartering it had been to the right yeah which was forward and uh that that arrow never got in the rib cage it just kind of went up top of the shoulder and kind of between that shoulder blade and the and the top of his rib cage there and right um i don't think the deer's dead i've not i've looked i looked we looked you and i went and looked the next yeah. day for half a day um, I left him overnight, didn't even look that night because I knew it wasn't, there wasn't going to be a lot of blood. There wasn't, it didn't, arrow didn't go all the way through him. He left with arrow, top of the shoulder. I knew there wasn't going to be a lot of blood. So we waited that night, went back in the next morning, you and I, and looked. Never found even a single drop of blood anywhere. Hmm. Um, and I just kept going back. And, you know, over the next two weeks, I'd go every other day and look. Um, looking for birds, looking for buzzards, and just never, nothing, never found anything. But I have not got a picture of the deer since. I don't know if he just moved off or if he did die. Um, he didn't die on that place, I don't think. Yeah. Because um, I've never, we've never found anything. I've never seen anything around there as far as birds circling or anything like that. But hmm. I don't know. I think he's still alive somewhere. Maybe. Um that's so, an awesome spot up there, though. Yeah. I was talking to Josh Kinder the other day. It's been he goes. He said, why does Brandon even hunt anywhere else? <laughs> Just go to that. I was like, well, it's typically early season spot. Yeah. But you killed, well, Zeus was in the rut, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was on, like, November November night. Yeah. Um, it's a good doe bedding area, too, during the rut. You know, there's a family group of does that stays in there. And the way that thing's set up, we put that food plot up there because <clears throat> I would see those deer walking the top of that ridge a lot during the rut and it was just there wasn't really a good place to hunt it 
So we cleared a bunch of that top out right above that. There's a cutover a section, a cutover that drops off on the side of a hill. And I cleared the top of it out and put we put a White Tail Institute oak plot up there every year. And it just, it's got pine trees on the fence side of it, so you can't really, it's hidden. Right. Those deer feel really safe in there. It's just a long strip food plot. And, and, then, those, and then it's got cattle on both sides of that pasture yeah. land. Mm-hmm. And those bucks, you get a south wind, and those bucks just... They cruise the t- They can smell everything down there below them, and they just get, yeah. and then they hit the edge of that food plot, and they'll come right down the edge of that food plot, and then right there at where that stand is on that end, they come past it, and then they slide off the ridge again. Yeah, right there because there's another field. On had the you side. had a fresh daylight picture of that deer before you went, or did you just? Have oh a yeah, he was coming pretty regular. Yeah, he was coming early. I mean, the whole two weeks before that, he was in there at five thirty in the afternoon. You know, at that time it was getting dark. At, Eight. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, he was a good two and a half hours before daylight. He'd be in there sometimes two times before dark. Yeah. So, well, I knew you think he was. You think he's probably a three and a half year old deer? Yeah, probably. I figure he probably is. I had I had him last year. Did you? And I think he was two and a half last year. He could be four and a half, but I'm guessing he was probably three. He's the oldest and biggest deer I had on the place. I, didn't have, I don't have any other pictures of anything else that are even close to what he is. Right. Now, I may have something show up when this rut gets going a little bit more, but he's the only thing I had to hunt right now. And right still don't have anything. I mean, I haven't gotten any good pictures of any other good bucks. Hmm. Um, and I know cameras don't tell you everything, but I've got some cameras in some spots where deer generally come onto that farm or leave that farm from, and I generally get pictures of good deer if they're in the area, and I just hadn't gotten anything yet. Yeah. So I haven't hunted it since I hunted that, it that, that one deer, day. That big ten we hunted last year out there, is he still around? Mm-mm, I haven't seen, seen him since that last time me and you saw. I got one picture of him in December that year, and I'm wondering if he didn't get killed in that late gun <laughs> season or late muzzleload season. Yeah. Because, you know, where he was is an 80 that lays on the eastern edge of that property. So, I mean, he was using the other landowners around mm-hmm. there that hunt. And I, I, I'm assuming one of them probably killed him because I never got another picture of him after the 1st of December that year. He probably sold them. Uh-huh. So, I'm zero for two at that, at that point. <laughs> but you'd be happy to know I haven't missed a deer this year. Uh-huh. I hadn't missed one yet either. <laughs> I was going to qualify my say- statements. I hadn't seen one <laughs> to shoot at either. So that was the first time I hunted in Arkansas. So, you know, like I said, I hadn't gotten any other picture good of any other deer. Uh, a good buddy of mine and, and ours, Robbie Shavers, he, uh, that we turkey hunted with, you know, he's been on the podcast once. Yeah. And uh, y'all might have seen him some on the show in turkey season this year. He had a spot where he killed a good buck right there at the first of the season, and he had several other mature bucks coming that he was getting pictures of, and he was kind of saving a tag for later on in the season. And uh, he said, won't you come come hunt one of these deer that I got over here? I was like, shoot, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of waited and, and looked, and he had a big mature eight-point that showed up, you know, good daylight. One after uh, it's been a Thursday afternoon, I think, and uh, so we made a plan. We was gonna go in. We had the same wind the next day, which would have been a Friday afternoon. So we slid in there. He didn't have a double set hung to film out of, um, 
So we carried a stand in with us, went in a little bit early, carried a stand in with us, hung it, got him. He was, he was running the camera for me. Um, yeah, he texted me yeah. a, a screenshot, said this is going to be interesting. Yeah, he's, <laughs> this, is, this is the first time, <laughs> which, hey, it's been pretty good first time cameraman for yeah, me. Yeah, you know, it has. Matt Covington, the first, when he first came on and started filming with us, that's when the very first time we got in a tree together, he we killed Zeus. Made me, I was so happy, but so mad. <laughs> I've been him. hunting with me out there. And for he's years. Like, I don't ever see anything when I come out here with you. <laughs> Maybe I'm the bad luck. <laughs> yeah, first sit, they kill a giant. Hmm. Anyway, we got in there and got set up, and uh, shoot, man, we was there about an hour, something like this. This deer come in, it was like 6 o'clock. A lot of daylight. I heard a squirrel barking down on down the thicket from us. I was like, he's scolding something. Something. Yeah. It, something's either stood up out of their bed or something cold or something's coming. Sure enough, it wasn't about five minutes and through the limbs that were hanging out of that tree, I saw that rat yeah. come out of the thicket. And I tapped Robbie and I said, he's right here. And it was him. Uh, first deer that showed up, like like I say, six o'clock. Yeah, he works his way around. We had some BB squared there, and he worked his way around and got kind of circled downwind of it and came in and uh, shoot, man, sitting there perfect broadside and no pressure. I drew back, settled pin in right behind his shoulder, and uh, actually thought to myself, I'm going to move back in his rib cage a little bit because these. That last deer I shot, you know, I kind of got up in that shoulder a little bit more than what I wanted to. So I was like, I'm going to back it up, you know, a couple of ribs from the back of the shoulder. And I did, settled in, squeezed it off, felt great, arrow hit, whack. Looked like it was perfect. I mean, looked like it went through, hit that offside shoulder. It didn't pass all the way through, which I wasn't too concerned because it looked like it went through and just hit that offside shoulder and stopped. Right. And he spun and ran off and, uh, I got Cheap, a text man. right then. Yeah, I thought. Bobby said, just smoked him. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. sweet. I mean, both of us thought, dude, that was money. Yeah. I mean, his middle of the body, right, just right where you want to put one. Um, So we gave him some time, got down, started looking for blood, found a little blood. Not not great, but good. Um, not easy to follow. You know, yeah. you can just walk. We could just walk along and follow it. Um, And then it got. You know, he stopped in a spot, and there was about a paper plate-sized spot of blood, and it it was just, there was a little bit of bubbles in it, but not not like a double lung. I mean, at that point, we'd gone far enough that if it was a double lung shot, either, number, number one, he probably should have been dead. Number two, there should have been a lot more blood and a lot more bubbles in it than what there was. Yeah. And it looked like a lot of bright red muscle blood. So I'm like, man, something ain't right, Robbie. This is not, this ain't. This ain't good. So we went back to the truck, watched it on the camera screen, and on that little big camera screen, or still, I'm like, man, that's freaking right. I mean, it's good. That's that's a good shot. There's not any. There's nothing there that. Yeah, the penetration ain't there, but if it hit that off shoulder side shoulder, it's not going to be right. Um, so we went back, picked up the blood, followed it, and he crossed a big Bermuda grass field, hay field, and we kind of lost blood in the dark that night. So we backed out, went home, came back the next morning, picked up the track again, got him followed across the hay field, and he crossed a county road and off into a timbered ridge, and we got down there on site ridge and lost blood. And this was probably about 9 that next morning. So called a guy that had a tracking dog, got him over there. 
uh, probably about 10, 30 or so. And we looked and looked and looked with the dog and everything for till about one o'clock and uh, never come up with anything. It just lost blood. Dog couldn't pick anything up. Um, he wasn't dead anywhere in that, you know. Yeah, them dogs were found him. Half a mile area that we were searching in because we searched it back and forth and grid searched it and the dog, run, you know, sending the dog into thickets and stuff and they never hit on anything. Hmm. Um, so I, that night I knew I'd gone back home and put the footage on my computer where I could see it on a big bigger screen and slowed it down where I could frame by frame watch it and stop it. And I just didn't get the penetration that I thought I thought I did. Uh, that deer, whenever I shot, when that arrow got about two foot frame, he went and sucked back kind of and pushed off his front legs and went to duck. And I think what happened is that shoulder blade, when he pushed forward like that with his front feet, it pushed that shoulder blade back right as that arrow was hitting him. And I think that arrow caught the shoulder, that shoulder blade, the tip of it while it was moving or something, and it just... It spun that arrow hmm. and just dead, just stopped it. And it, I mean, hmm. I obviously got, I think, a little bit of the front of that onside lung, but I don't think it was very much. So there was a little bit of bubbles in it, but I don't think it was very much. And uh, I knew the night, I knew that night before we went back the next day that it was not the shot that I thought it was after watching that. Um, it just, the penetration wasn't there. And uh, like I say, I mean, I'm shooting an arrow that should be punching through stuff, and it's just that's been like two freak deals like this that have happened yeah. this year, which is pretty frustrating to me because, I mean, I work a lot at that, at executing shot yeah. and making sure my setup is dialed and, and I'm shooting something that I've got the best chance if something does go wrong to, for it to work out. You right. know, heavy arrow fixed blade broadhead you know if i get in the bone or what muscle heavy muscle this 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 you know the speed i'm shooting the weight of the arrow that i'm shooting should be punching through some of this stuff and i've had two freak deals where it just didn't yeah didn't do what i thought it was gonna do and uh we never found him and then uh two days later so i shot him on friday Monday evening at that same spot, the deer shows back up <laughs> on camera, and we got a picture of him. He's still perfectly fine, Isn't that alive. Crazy? Yeah. Wow! The arrow was not still in him. He'd lost the arrow; it fell out. But yeah, got pictures of him right at dark two days later on the same That's amazing. same spot. Yeah, you so, sent me that picture. I was like, God. And he's a big old heavy, wow. mature eight point. I mean, he's a good deer, but I'm tough man. You look back at the footage and it's like, how in the world did that not work? Yeah, just well, it's it's bow hunting, man. It's like I, my daughter's been hunting with me quite a bit this year, so we've had a lot of blind conversations, and at least this muzzleloading season. And I told her, I, I said, hunting's a lot of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. and you go from extremely high to extremely low pretty quick. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can, you know. I mean, especially was, bow hunting. And people see on the footage this year, you know, all three of those deer that I thought I'd smoke, when, you know, in real time at the time. Yeah. That's one thing about video footage is you can go back and look at it and you see what happens and oh, you yeah. see what can happen in a very short amount of time and what arrows do when deer are moving and their bodies are moving and things are shifting around as they're leaving on impact. Yeah. 
that you would never it, know. You would never know right. what happened unless you have that footage that you can slow down and watch it frame by frame and watch what that arrow does when that body does this or does that. Yeah. I've thought for a long time, just in our in our hunting in the television world, I really think I maybe maybe not every time I go out, but even if we weren't doing TV, I would still try to take a camera with me just because of mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Just because you can go back and at least for your own self satisfaction, kind of see what happened frame by frame. It's taught me a lot. Yeah, it's taught me a whole lot. Um, so it's been pretty. I mean, it's been very good. <laughs> like I mean, opportunities <laughs> abound, but it ain't worked out yet. Okay. It's been it's been super frustrating. I like, didn't I know about that one. Oh, you didn't. You didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We didn't just make a put it on a billboard or nothing. <laughs> yeah. I we ain't advertised it a whole lot. <laughs> well, I know it's frustrating. and I It's mean, just uh, you work so hard, and, and you know, I'm a tinker. You know me. I'm a gear guy. I, I try different stuff and do different things and research different stuff, you know, and yeah. you feel like you've put yourself in the best position for success even when something doesn't work, you know, even if the shot's a little off or something like that. You know, that's what you plan for is the worst. Yeah. Hope for the best. Um, it always works when you make a, a perfect shot, but, I mean, even sometimes when you think you make a perfect shot, you you just – stuff happens. Yeah. And that's just you gotta you gotta come to a realization. I mean, every shot that I've taken this year felt great. I mean, I haven't felt like I made a bad shot. It's right. just little. I mean, all three of them an inch. Yeah, would have made the all the difference in the world. You yeah. know, an inch this way or an inch that way. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a. I'm not shooting them in the guts. I'm not shooting them in the. <laughs> But or anything, I mean, I'm shooting them right behind the shoulder. It's just stuff is happening that's that's keeping, you know, it just ain't working out. Yeah, it hasn't yet. It's a good takeaway spot, Cody, because I think there's a lot of. I mean, we can all, if you've hunted any amount of time, can relate to scenarios like this. So, at this stage of the game today, right here before rut, what's the mindset for you going forward now with all the crazy scenarios you've had i've just had to put it out of my mind i've tried to put it you can't put it out of your mind but i mean (laughs) he had almost had it out of his mind cody until we brought it up until we do this freaking podcast (laughs) i just i don't i I keep looking back and say what do you what could i do different i mean yeah okay back up away from that shoulder a little bit but i did that on last one you know and it's still something happened yeah so i i don't know that there's anything different that i do other than keep shooting them yeah you yeah. know yeah I, i'm i'm shooting deer the same way i've shot deer for 20 something years yeah it's, it's just little thing little freak things have happened it, yeah. it's 2020 man that's yeah. what it is that's exactly what it is well it's 2020 <laughs> And then Big had a little mojo on him for making fun of Cleed from last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we did make fun of Cleed for missing him deer with a gun last year. And I don't know if that's some voodoo's coming back on me or what. He he did. We did get our boots mixed up in Kentucky, and I brought his boots back. And I never wore them, but I had them in my possession. And I'm wondering if some of that bad juju didn't work, rub off whenever I back, got them though, boots. Yeah, I sent them suckers back to New York. He overnight. Get that out of here. <laughs> Two-day air. <laughs> that's hilarious but dude it's been awesome i mean the homework the the plans and everything has come together just yeah. you know it couldn't have come together any better in a year yeah. uh i mean the opportunities i've had more opportunity by the 
10th of October than I've ever had in my life. You know, yeah. this has been the best early season that I've ever seen. Um, starting in Kentucky and then into Arkansas. And, you know, I feel like these deer in Arkansas stayed on their summer patterns a longer than normal. Um, I think they, that I know they did. I mean, yeah. Um, deer were moving in the daytime a lot more on into October than what I've seen in years past, which has been good. Yeah. I say that. I hunted twice. I hunted two times in Arkansas. Yeah, but you've got shot. cameras out there hunting for yeah. you and giving you information. and and uh, I Yeah, know. and that's something I try, you know, the older we get, used to, I just hunted all the time, just all the time. And it seems like the older I get, I try and make sure everything's lined up to give you the best, a little more educated guess on when you're going. When you're going, yeah. You know, put more put more factors in your favor. Weather, yeah. wind, everything. Make sure everything's right when you go. Yeah. Instead of just going when it's questionable, you know. Yeah. If it's 85 degrees and it's warmer compared to what it has been, you know, that might not be an afternoon you want to go. Yeah. Um, but if you get a big cold front, then, yeah, you need to be yeah. in the tree. Well, and that's different for different people too, you know, depending on some people only got the weekends to go. And so you got to play it in your mm-hmm. favor as to what you can do too. Mm-hmm. If you've only got Saturday and Sundays to hunt, you, you got to hunt. You yeah. got to go, you know. We're a little more fortunate where we got a little more flexible schedules to, to go according to that. But I do think there's something to that for sure. If you do have mm-hmm. that opportunity, I mean, I've learned that from you too because I want to go all the time and, and I do go quite a bit. But if I, it is questionable now, you I'm, can I'm go. going to a blind and closing the windows where well that's what i was gonna say you can go just i mean if if it's if it's just being out there and that's you know that's what your goal is you know pick those lower impact spots you know when the, when everything's not lined up right right you know pick those you know go shoot a doe somewhere that it ain't gonna mess up a big deer if you've got a big deer found or whatever don't necessarily go hunt him yeah on those bad days go go you know, set an observation stand, try and gather more intel, you know, hunt a low impact spot that you know you can get in and out of without getting busted, right. things like that um, in that early season period. Now, when this rut gets going, you need to be in a tree as much as you can be in a tree because it can happen at any time. Yeah. You know, things change. Yeah. And that's, what's, that's where we're at right now. It's, you know, if we didn't have this warm snap this week that we're having right now, it would this would be be on this week yeah we would need to be in a tree as much as we can from now until middle of november yeah you know it's just that time yeah starting about the 23rd and on from what i've seen in arkansas yeah which we were a little bit fortunate this year because that muzzleload season come in i think it's a little bit earlier this year it seems like it's about a week earlier than what it normally is maybe it's not I'm not sure because I haven't muzzleloaded in the past till this year. But I haven't heard of a bunch of big deer being killed no, with a muzzleloader this week, which is going don't. on right now. I think it ends Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think next week's going to be real good. Yeah, I do too. Temp's dropping Saturday, I think, mm-hmm. and should be. It's going to warm back up Sunday, but into the upper 70s. But then again, next week, it, like Monday and Tuesday, there's another front coming through, and it's going to drop it back down to where we want it. Yeah. Low 60s in for highs, you know, and down in the 40s at night. Yeah. For Arkansas, that's when it gets fired off in, in yeah. October when it starts that. I'm hoping it turns out good, man. We got some, some good deer 
for Arkansas for sure. I mean, anywhere really. Some of these deer were trying to figure out um, a really good deer. Well, we got some stories. There ain't much success <laughs> to them, but we've got some stories. I tell you, man, B's called Cody a couple of times. I think it's I was his, down it's there as low as I've ever heard him, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it was like, he's like, man, I can't take this. I was <laughs> questioning myself, you know. Was, but you can't, you can't do that. I mean, it's, it's like I say, we can all relate to it. It's just, what do you do from here? And we ain't, the, we ain't quitting, obviously. No, <laughs> the problem I had was I couldn't figure out what I mean, I was trying to put it on. I was trying to figure out something I was doing that I could change to make the outcomes different. And I, yeah, other than the 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 first deer in Arkansas that shot, that was probably on me. I should have should have placed that shot differently or went about placing that shot differently. You know, I should have yeah. aimed a little further back yeah. on that deer. That's probably on me because if I'd have made if I'd have made that same, you know, if I'd have shot. If I'd have aimed further back and made that same shot where I was a little forward and a little high, it would have been a totally different outcome had I started from a further point back on that deer. Right. You know, I'd have still hit him right in the middle of the ribs. Yeah. Um, but this game's a lot like baseball, Cody. What do you mean? It's 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 like batting averages. You know, there you're gonna have a whole lot more attempts than you have success, <laughs> and you ain't gonna quit swinging a bat just because <laughs> no. you struck out a hundred times in a row. You know, or fouled some off, and that's kind of what bow hunting is. It happens to everybody. Yeah. 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 Well, there are times that you do need to make a an adjustment to your equipment or to mm-hmm. how you're shooting, it, and that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. But you got to do like you 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 do and. Go tinker and figure out, is it something mm-hmm. that I did or mm-hmm. is it something that I should, you know, should have done different? Or There's nothing it, better than when you won't blame it on a bow and go home and shoot. And, you're and it's right on. Ringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that. I, mean, I know, but we've that. all done that. Oh, yeah. Especially with guns, man. You're like, God, my gun's off or my bow's off or whatever. And then you go shoot and you're like, God. That's when the old pride just kicks you in the gut. But, like, you know, and... and that really never crossed my mind because I'm hitting. I right. hit where I was aiming. Yeah, pretty. It's just the I way mean, they move. Pretty close to where I was aiming. Yeah, for the most part on all three of them. Yeah, it's yeah. a precision game, man. Because those deer, when they move, and we've all seen it when we frame by frame it. Just a fraction of a movement can mm-hmm. mean success or not. I am going back up from that shoulder, so <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worked out too good. <laughs> even even guys that are you know building these big heavy arrows and shooting, you know, planning on busting through shoulder and all this. I mean, golly, there's just there's just a lot. How far there. how far back are you willing to go before you feel like you get in no man's land? Oh, I'm in the middle of the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Because like that deer I shot in Texas a few years ago that, that we thought should have been dead. Mm-hmm. He was bleeding good. Mm-hmm. We never found him, and that's all we could figure out, you know. Mm-hmm. It just got in no man's land, I guess, mm-hmm. even with quite a bit of blood. Yep. You just but, hit him kind of back of the top of the lung kind of deal. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. We got to have a more chirpy podcast on the next one. I, I feel like B- you know, I aimed, maybe I aimed, next time B will kill one of those deer. I aimed, you know, middle of the body on that last deer. Looking back, I normally I would have just stuck that pin in the pocket of the arm in the armpit and let her dig. And yeah. and after after that Kentucky deer that didn't drop, it kind of had me a little bit nervous about aiming that low on a deer but looking back at that deer he dropped yeah. six inches 
Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it'd have been perfect. You can't tell though, because we've we've all made shots we would have considered bad shots too, and then found the deer forty yards later. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. hit something, some something that bled out, and mm-hmm. so you never know. It's just deer hunting, but we got a a good upcoming schedule though. For oh, I'm excited. Heading to Ohio before too mm-hmm. long. Land of the Giants, hunting with Shag up there. At TBN Outfitters. Are It'll you going, Cody? Did you decide yet? I don't know yet. Trying to rope Cody and going with us and hanging out. He wants to go, but he's got a little bit to get done, so he's getting <laughs> trying to figure out what makes sense. <laughs> this sucker, he's, think, he's getting into this. Has he told you what he bought? Mm-hmm, I didn't look at it. He showed me about it. He got him a saddle. He's a saddle hunter now. I just want to go somewhere and kill something. I don't care. You need it. There's a Facebook page called uh, Arkansas Mobile Hunters. Yeah, there you go. You need to jump on that Facebook page. Well, all those guys aren't going to tell you where they hunt. They're not going to tell you where, but there's some good, some uh, good information, good tactics, and information that's on there. Yeah, I need to look at that. You've been researching it quite a bit, haven't you? I have. I've been watching, learn, I'm trying to learn about topographical maps and how to scout a place before you ever go there. Because because mm-hmm. I am so busy. It's not like I can just go and scout for two or three days and then right. then go. So I got to pick my spot if I'm going to public land. I got to pick a spot and hope somebody else hadn't found it yet. Yeah. And then with the saddle, I can just shimmy up mm-hmm. the tree and then hopefully I'll see one coming through. So we're fortunate around here where we live because we got a couple bow hunting only pieces of public ground close right. to us that if you're willing to, you know, Keep that bow in your hand mm-hmm. through, you know, November, and not want to go gun hunt somewhere. Right. Yeah. You, you got you can you got some public land you can hunt that ain't gonna have a lot of people on it. Yeah, and, and get some really good deer hunting. You might all look into Hollow Bend, Cody. I need to. I, yeah. I talked to a guy last night about uh, Gala Creek. Mm-hmm. He said there's some good deer down there. Mm-hmm. It's bow hunting only. Mm-hmm. I guess you have to have a permit. They have a. They do a few permits for. They rifle. do a couple gun permits for it, but yeah. it's not. It's just a couple day hunt type yeah. deal. But yeah, so, I mean, I hunt. That's I'll why hunt I hunt Ben's on still. That's why I was telling B until I can buy my own land, I'm gonna find find ways to find deer. Yeah, you know. So. Well, I think that's. A, I mean, I don't know if it's a majority, but B, you might know more than I do. I mean, what would you think nowadays in 2020? the amount of public land hunters versus private land hunters is is public well the public land deal is obviously getting there's it's 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 gotten more popular in the last couple of years yeah there's you a got lot of, a lot of shows on youtube that that's what they build their whole show mm-hmm. off of i is, don't know that i agree with the fact that it's always harder on public land because i've had a lot of great success on public land i mean i think i mean we've got good deer on public land here in arkansas you can kill big deer in Arkansas on public land. You just we've got a lot of it. Um, they're there to be killed. Now you do have to put in the work to find them. Um, but I've got six hundred or something acres of private land that I ain't got a shooter buck on. Yeah. So I'm gonna dump in. I'm gonna jump in public land. Yeah. Go try and find one. Yeah. Um, they're there for sure. I mean, crap, biggest deer I've ever killed come out of it. Yeah. Some of it, you know. Yeah, you just got to find them before somebody else does. Right. Hopefully you can get in there without the whole world knowing you're there, you <laughs> know. A lot of what I've figured out hunting public land is access and accessing it different than other people are. Right. Um, 
you know, and finding those little places that are overlooked where, you know, the majority of the people might not be, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't look like it's a place that a buck would use. A lot of times, the pressure will put them in some of those places. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them may not be very far off the road. You know, everybody's into this lightweight pack way back in there. The and deeper this and you that. go, well, the when everybody the When everybody starts doing that, then the pressure's all back way back there. there. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. A lot of the things I've researched have actually said... Don't be a, don't be ashamed to stay close to your access point because <laughs> uh-huh. a lot of guys are. The deeper you go, the I bigger got one the deer. Spot and... 150 yards from the parking lot. And where's when that at? Bucks, <laughs> when bucks are cruising, they come through there, yeah. man. Yeah, they just do. Yeah. Well, it's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to next couple months. I would like to kill a good one on public land on film. Yeah. That's one thing I don't know that I've really done since we started doing this. Yeah. Which it'll have to be self-filmed just because access and stuff like that, you know. What's the the, the bike laws here in Arkansas for public lands? You can ride them. You can ride them. 750 and under, 750 watt and under. Yeah. Um, So that could come in handy as a tool. mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. I'll be using some. You might pass some walk-in guys on the way. <laughs> See ya. That's a game changer. It's for like sure. duck hunting in the deer world. <laughs> Get there before you, mm-hmm. baby. Which I hunt out of water. I use water access a lot, too. You yeah. know, I use a boat a bunch if I yeah. can. I, would prefer, I, was ask I that, prefer to do that, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Just because, you, you know, number one, you're not walking through a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. The deer ain't using the water more than likely. I mean, they may be crossing it, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can get in and around deer easier yeah. and quieter and without. Well, even if they do hear a boat, they ain't freaked out about mm-hmm. it too bad. Especially probably. this time of year because they've been hearing them all summer, you know, in a lot of these places because they're fishing spots too, you know. Yep. On the river or whatever. Well, upcoming, we got Ohio and we got South Texas. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting. That'll be first for me. I hadn't hunted South Texas oh, yeah? before. I've been Not down. South South Texas, yeah. like where we're going. I mean, yeah. We're going down around McAllen. Yeah. We're way we'll down We'll be on the border. We'll be down there where we might get into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rifle hunt, though. Yeah. That's with the F.E. Hill boys. They got a new piece of property way down south. So yeah. they're going to hunt it in December. We're going to go down with them. Oh, that, my. That's a South Texas deer. <laughs> oh, I know where that's probably at. <laughs> yeah. Down there on the cotton seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some giants down there. So anyway, we got some good hunts coming up. We still got some some great opportunity here in Arkansas. We'll right. have the father son hunt. Oh, yeah, father son. That'll between, be between Christmas and Christmas New Year. Christmas and New Year. You going? Yeah. Choo choo. I'm gonna try and take dad. Are you? That's cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, I, that dude would. It'd be kind of a role reversal oh, father son awesome. type deal. Take him down there and let him shoot him. Maybe yeah. cool. buck or something. Yeah. That'd I think awesome. I think them guys I think John and Clinton all them will like the crap oh, out of him. Yeah, they love he him. wants to go down there just to see see the whole deal. See the cattle deal and all of it, you know. He, <laughs> he might not want to go to the woods. He wouldn't even care if he hunted. He just wanna go down there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll think something's gotta be done at the farm while we're out hunting. He'll be like, I gotta take care of this. John yeah. dropped the ball on that. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton's I like you, boy. <laughs> so I'm probably gonna take him with me this year. That'd That's be cool. Awesome. You know, I ain't ever taken any I mean I hadn't ever I'll just go down there and hang out with y'all usually film or right. help or whatever, but 
Oh, that'd be cool. I'd like taking him down there. Yeah, that'd be a great, great storyline too. Yeah, add to the whole whole show. So it'll be fun. That's always a good time. I actually talked to John yesterday. Him and old Scotty was running around filling feeders. Oh, they were. Yeah, yeah they got kicked cold. off a couple of weeks ago down there. Did they? Yeah, they just started hunting. That's cool. Well, we got anything else, Cody, producer man? No, man. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good. We, boy, we've been dragging. I ain't gonna lie, but we we'll work them in when we can. And yeah, it might be a minute again before we do another one. Yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> As B said, from the twenty third to if middle I would have killed all three of those bucks, we probably had three though. <laughs> yeah, and this tone, this would have been a total different tone on this yeah. podcast. I, sorry that I was so down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we feel you, B. It's I all right. I feel like we need some music on this podcast, like some deep, dark, sad uh, <laughs> background music. No. Bro, it's been tough. <laughs> I, it, it's going to turn out good. It's building a great story. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap this thing up. We got some work to do, some scouting to do. We need to go hang some new sets, B. Did that feed come in? Yep. So we got to go unload that. I think I got a plan for it, actually. It's going to make it real easy on us, hopefully. What's that? We're going to pull that trailer up and clean out that last left bit of pallet, and I think I can set it in there. Think you can get it over that? I can get close. We'll see. Well, you can probably set it in there and then push it in with your forks. I think so. It'll be close. It sticks out there pretty good ways, so we'll see. We'll try it. We need to clean a bunch out of that trailer. It smells like a bomb about to go off in there. <laughs> Does it really? If it's fertilized or something when you open that door. It's no, like... it's freaking mold. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Old feed trailer needs cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy try to buy it from us the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I said, we can't sell the feed trailer, man. It's <laughs> full of feed. Storage. It's full of feed and everything he's gotten over the last 10 years. <laughs> no, not everything. There's a lot of stuff under the house still. But <laughs> ain't in the garage, but right. Anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Until next time, here from the Tour 12 Podcast. Peace out. God bless.